My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker, Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for 35 years. Each week, we'll have a different co-host and an interview with another retail ranger. The views and opinions in this podcast are mine and not those of my employer. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Walker Retail Ranger coming at you on a Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Today, I'd like to talk about vendors, those unsung heroes that bring one of my favorite items, beer, into the stores. Um, they also bring chips, bread, candy, uh, pepperoni. I mean, there's all kinds of vendors out there. Coffee. We got a specialty coffee vendor that comes in. So when I first was cutting my teeth in management, upper management at the uh, at the world's largest retailer back in the day, I'm going to go with about 18 years ago, I guess. I used the fact that we were the biggest company in the world to treat some vendors less than respectful. I will just admit that I was a jerk and let you know up front that I have mended those fences over the past several years since I started with a regional chain because a lot of those vendors ended up showing up at my current employer and some of them were pretty ticked off at the way I treated them in the past. So the first thing I'll say about vendors is they are human beings. Uh, They are also business partners. Uh, They work horrible hours generally. They're like getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to get to their depots to pick up their product or their warehouses. Um, There's a couple different types of vendors too. You've got some that are independent operators that actually own their actual route. So everything they they sell on that um, route is their livelihood. Anytime there's a damaged product, it comes out of their, their profit. Uh, they got to pay for gas. They got to pay for um, their equipment, trailers, trailer maintenance, trucks, whatever. So being an independent operator t- takes quite a bit. Um, and I know from firsthand experience, my uh, little brother currently owns a route. He's an independent operator. So I can kind of get the scoop from him on some supply chain issues that they're seeing too um, that impacts their ability to get their goods and service our stores. Uh, my wife was a bread vendor for a while, and I can remember growing up, man, the uh, the bread vendors, I always thought, holy crap, that is the best job in the world. They come in the store, they put up bread, and they, they're home by noon. Well, it's not like that, folks. Uh, it's not. There is a lot more involved. I know when Liz started her route, we were all excited, and it, it was a very physical job, and I don't know if it's because of the width of the bread tr- bread racks, but my goodness, I don't think my back ever hurt more in my life than it did after working a shift with her, uh, especially on a holiday. Uh, it's bread. You would think it's not very heavy, but holy smokes, it just it was awkward. Um, she did that for a couple years, and I'm going to be honest, it, it, it hurt her. I mean, her back got jacked up, her hip got jacked up, her knee. Um, there was one time where she was about to lose a whole stack of bread off the back of her truck, and she went to catch it because that's her money. And she twisted the heck out of her knee and, and, and jacked it up. So a lot of these folks that are independent operators specifically really go through hell. Um, it, it's a hard job. So it completely destroyed the narrative that bread folks had it made. 
So I guess in my last 18 years or so, I've really learned to cherish the relationships of folks, especially bread vendors, because I've done it. Um, so corporate vendors versus independent operators. I said before, those independent operators, their livelihood depends on what they sell. Uh, corporate vendors, if they're on commission, then that does make a difference for them too. Um, and you can tell. You can tell what kind of vendor these folks are depending on how hard they try to sell your product, how hard they try to keep you in stock, how well they communicate. Um, there's also the domino effect, and that's an example that would be, let's say I've got my section of uh, private brand potato chips, and let's say my distribution center's out of those, I'm out of stock. So if folks are going in to buy chips and they want to buy mine, but they're not available, then that's going to naturally increase the sales of the vendor item um, that they weren't necessarily planning on because everybody goes based on data, their forecasted sales, what they think they're going to sell based on what they sold last year, this time, or some special weather events. I mean, there's all kinds of things that go into figuring out how much stuff we get brought into our stores. But if I don't do a good job on my end and my stuff blows out, then it automatically increases theirs, uh, their sales, which is good, but then they run out of stock too. So our goal is obviously to maintain a consistent in stock across the board. So whenever anybody comes in, they get what they want. Uh, but they're also, like I said before, they're dealing with supply chain issues. I'm hearing there's still, they've got labor issues at the warehouses because of COVID. They've got ingredient issues. Uh, there's actual like packaging issues as far as getting the, the supplies needed to package their products. So they're going through the same stuff that we are just across the board. It's a tough time for everybody. And I just wanted to kind of give a little shout out to vendors because they are the unsung heroes of my building. I really appreciate um, the work that they do. I mean, I've got some really, really good vendors in my building that they're there the minute we're, we're turning that key in the morning so they can get our store serviced because we're out in the boonies. So it's kind of, we're kind of an afterthought for most folks. The difference is we also, since we're out this far, we do a lot of sales. So that tends to help motivate a lot of these vendors to take care of us just due to our volume. Um, generally a vendor that services my store has very high sales and very low shrink that equals profit everybody. Hopefully it offsets the gas prices, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. Um, but the, I guess the other important thing is I have, um, a person that is specifically in charge of my vendors in my store and most stores do, uh, they're a receiver and, do not underestimate the importance of having a great receiver. Uh, I know speaking from my experience, I've had good receivers and I've had great receivers and a great receiver is one that uh, runs interference for you. If I'm spending my whole day with vendors tracking me down, asking me where to put stuff or can they do this? Can they do that? It's crazy how much time of my day it actually takes up. So it is crucial to develop your receiver to where, they are in charge of the vendors, period, point blank. And then if there is issues on either side, then they can use me as a kind of an intermediary. But I really try to avoid talking to vendors about displays or, or upcoming stuff. You know, how's the weather? Do you guys, is there any weather issues coming up? Because usually, especially bread folks, they have to order their stuff so far ahead of time. They're usually pretty good about keeping an eye on the weather. But... I, I generally just keep small talk and, and just talking about that. That's the other thing. I am the leader in that building and I make sure that I say hi and I'm very cordial and I get to know these folks on a personal level because that kind of just builds that relationship too. 
I don't want them thinking, you know, he just walks around and his receiver takes care of everything and this guy doesn't really do anything or doesn't care because I do. Holy smokes. I appreciate when people put 12 packs on the shelf for me because if I had to stock Pepsi, holy crap, I've done it. It is horrible, especially that bottom shelf. I'm not getting any younger, folks, but just make sure that when you're out there as a customer and you're going into these stores and you see, you know, the Frito-Lay person stocking chips, just know that they are doing their best to keep you in stock or to keep that stuff in stock for you. Um, appreciate what they're doing. I, I know I don't do it enough, I guess, now that I think about it. I'm going to make sure I go in there and appreciate everybody tomorrow. If they come in because of the impending storm, so I guess we'll see there. I might be feeling Pepsi tomorrow. But that's a little bit about vendors. I know this sounds kind of choppy. Um, I don't have a co-host this week, so I'm kind of flying solo other than my dog who who did bark and caused a few stops. Hopefully you can't hear that in the in the track, but I am curious to see if you can hear it. Anywho, appreciate the feedback, folks. Thank you for uh, for listening and supporting my little dream here. And we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.